Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Stacy Hall. Now, Stacy Hall has extensive experience as a podcast host and guest. So we are in for a treat today. She is a featured columnist in the Network Marketing Magazine, and her thought pieces have also appeared in Authority Magazine, Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, CEO World Magazine, and spotlighted in the National Association of Sales Professionals website. She's coached thousands of entrepreneurs on how to attract sales, satisfaction, and success. She's a best-selling author, a TEDx presenter, and a leading social media marketing expert. She's the founder of Success with Stacy Hall and of the groundbreaking social media marketing training team, Go For Yes, which has helped thousands of people attract more sales, customers, and employee satisfaction and success. So today, Stacy, thank you for being here. Uh, Jenny, it is quite an honor to be in your studio. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here because we were introduced because I put out something on a podcast matchmaking site saying, I'm looking for network marketing experts. And you hopped right into my inbox. Right away. <laughs> and so how did you get into the world of network marketing? And, and how has that transitioned into now um, what you're doing? Well, I'm my journey was slightly different from most people, but also quite similar in many ways. But I've been a success strategist for many, 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 many years. And I was often speaking to network marketing organizations. So for a long time, I had a rule that I would not choose any particular one because I didn't want to have that infringe on my being hired to speak to others because my message is more about sales as a noble profession than anything else that I want to do in the world. But then I became very, very ill. I was traveling a lot of the time and my body broke down on me and uh, nothing, any that my traditional doctors are doing. I think we've all heard the story if we're in the health and wellness sector, nothing was working. My girlfriend invited me to a class about essential oils at the time and literally miraculously, although we're not allowed to say this, I will just say I walked in feeling rappy as all get out and I walked out feeling alive for the first time in three years. And Ooh. at that point, I was just going to buy the products for myself, right? Mm -hmm. So Okay, because I wasn't speaking at that point anymore either. I was at bed most of the time. Oh, wow. So it was just for me to use them, buy them and use them. My husband's a realtor and he's a bit of an introvert. Lots, 
really an introvert. <laughs> so when it came to business networking, once I started to feel better, I kept saying to him, you need to get out the community. You need to get out the community. You wouldn't do it. So I was feeling better. I got out into the community and I was actually still, you know, still struggling to some extent. I wasn't having to be in bed 90% of the time. Anyways, long story short, at a particular networking event, I put some oils, put some oils on me in front of people. Not, I literally was not doing it to get attention. I was doing it to be able to feel better. And some people noticed and asked what I was doing. And I told them and they immediately said, where can they get some? And now all mm. of a sudden, I didn't even know how to sell it to them. But that's how I originally got into network marketing like 16 years ago. Since oh. then, I've been involved with many other organizations. Yeah, but, no. um, that's how I started. Absolutely. And so in that in that building of that business and then the now I'm assuming a transition into your success with Stacy Hall um, company. Tell us about that transition. Well, it was it was really once I was well enough, it was time to get back out again and do mm. what I had been doing before. I uh, this has been my messaging all my life. So. Um, for those who don't know, I grew up in a household. My dad was a salesperson. My dad was really, really good with people. He really, really didn't like the way he was taught to sell to people. So he struggled a lot. My mom uh, was an administrative assistant. So she had a traditional job. So my dad would normally take us to school and pick us up, my sister and I. And the tapes would be on. This is, you know, I'm kind of old. So we listened <laughs> to cassette tapes back then. And he, you know, they would be out at all the sales gurus and traders. And so I grew up with this concept that business is doing battle and you can't do business with friends. And it and it really was mm. much as my dad tried to buy into that, he he couldn't. And I always saw the struggle in him. Yeah. And it left me, Jenny, with this concept of when I went to school. I was not going to go into anything that required me to sell. So I went into public relations thinking that that was more noble in some ways because what's supposed to happen is a company devotes a certain amount of its money to do good things. And then you get to tell people about the good things they're doing. Like, doesn't that sound fabulous? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that don't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I came out of school and went looking for jobs that were supposed to be that. And it was all, unless they say quid pro quo. Yeah. Give me money and we'll say nice things. Okay. Mm. Like it was, it's, it's publicity, but people are just now becoming aware of how false news is. But it's been that way for years and years. So why, why am I bringing this up? Because at that point, I could not stem my values, did not allow me to align with public relations in that way. And the only other things I was trained for was marketing, advertising, and radio and television production. And so I went to work for an ad agency because at least I knew what we put out, people knew we paid to say. Yeah. And then from there, I justified everything I was doing in, in a good way. I've worked towards helping salespeople be better salespeople not be spammy and bushy. So that was when I put marketing campaigns together. Not only was I thinking about the end user, and I was also thinking about the salesperson who would have to fulfill 
of what we were putting out. So there's that gives you some insight into, yeah, the turn. That's what I did years ago, and when I felt better, the the products that I use and sell to this day are just tools for me helping my clients be able to stay more successful, stay healthier, stay more positive be able to do good things in the world. So I just see it as extra tools that they use, like, you know, Canva for graphics. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. That the the products really are the the tangible thing. But what what we all want is to help the people around us. Right. That's the constant thing I hear, because I do a lot of networking, not just in the world of network marketing, but in the tr- what I put air quotes around it, the traditional <laughs> business world too, right? Yes. And the one thing I hear over and over again when I say, "What? why did you get into business, right? Why did you become a realtor? Why did you become an insurance person? Why did you become a banker? And every single person, I wanted to help people. Like... I- of people want to help other people. We all want to help. So when you can focus on that, it makes the sales process so much easier, which brings me to your book, Selling from Your Comfort Zone, which that sounds so counter to what everybody else is saying. Like you, if you want to sell, you have to be outside your comfort zone. Right. And that's what they say. (laughs) And as a result, did you know, I'm sure you do, but maybe your listeners don't, For years and years and years, the same statistic has been true about the network marketing direct sales industry. Only 3% of the entire industry of rep make more than $200 a year, not a month, a year, only 3%. And that's what made me decide to write the book, Jenny, was... That statistic has been in place. I mean, you can, everybody can name the big trainer, so I won't use their names directly. Okay. They've been out there. They've been telling people the same thing. You got to grow, you know, a pair. You got to get a thicker skin. You got to get more assertive. You got to get more aggressive. And you got to get out of your comfort zone. If you're sitting around doing blah, 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 then you got to get out there and do what I did. Right? Hmm. And they've been saying it for years. So why doesn't the statistic change? And so for a number of years before the book came out, I I really investigated. I looked at my own teams. I looked at cross-line teams. I looked at, as you say, realtors, insurance agents. I mean, I have a large network of people to look at what they're posting, look at what they're complaining about, hold focus groups, study groups, right? And what I kept hearing was they don't know how to get out of their comfort zone. And now I need to get out of my comfort zone. I just don't know how. Now, is that what a salesperson's supposed to be spending their time on? Trying to figure out how to get outside themselves? Because that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Right. Right. And is it okay that I go on? Oh, oh yeah. Where I know it just kind of, okay, going. this is my soapbox. I warned you, this is my soapbox. Bring it. <laughs> so I also love a neuroscience. and psychology. And so I started looking at the training programs, like just, okay, what are they teaching people to do when they get outside of their comfort zone? Get comfortable 
getting no's, right? How many of us have said, have heard and possibly repeated to others, the more no's you get, the faster you'll get it. Yes. Uh-uh. It, first off, it's not even logical. You keep telling people stuff that they say no to. Wouldn't anybody in their right mind like start to adjust that to maybe see, like, why wouldn't you be adjusting what you're saying? But no, keep saying the same stuff. Keep getting no's. Somewhere someone's going to say yes to you. Okay, I don't think so. But then I looked into psychology of what happens to us when we hear that word over and over again. So I'm just going to say N-O from now on because I don't want to keep putting it out there. Sure. There have been many studies done, which is interesting to me, on what happens to the brain, what happens to the psyche, what happens to the emotions, what happens to the thought. Every time we hear N-O even once, and then again, and then again, and then again. Mm. It is one of the most debilitating things we can possibly do to ourselves is put ourselves in situations where we hear that no. Oh, I just said it, where we hear the no. And mm-hmm. plenty of studies. So here we've got salespeople who, as you said, and I agree, came into what they sell out of a passion to help others but never get out there to help others because they're constantly trying to get outside themselves. And they're using techniques that don't feel comfortable to them, that get more of that word coming back to them. And then they wonder why are, are they not making sales? Are they not successful? It's not their fault, Jenny. Mm. It is the training. And then you've got to look at, so who's making money from that training? Yeah. If it's not the people being trained, who's making the money? They're just going to leave that there. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. So from this place of selling from the comfort zone, right? So now we're we're jumping into, you know, the thing that everybody goes, yes, how do I do that? <laughs> Right? How does that even begin to to become something that is possible for people? Well, we're already there. Well, there's some there's some word associations that have to be unlinked. That's where we start. So new perspective. When I so I, I did two posts. Anybody's ever heard me knows about these two studies I did in a very large group of women One day I put a post, do you believe you have to get out of your comfort zone to be successful? Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of responses came back. Yes, 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 yes. And I even had one person curse at me that I even questioned that. Okay, I've Mm. never had, see, only time I've ever been cursed out on social media. Why (laughs) would you even suggest that it would not be? Okay? Right. Okay. The next day I did another post. Didn't get as many, but still hundreds of responses. And I said, would you ever want to be out of alignment with your core values? Mm-hmm. And what I got back was never, 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 never. Okay? Right. So here's the word association. We are comfortable when we know we're in connection to our core values. When we know that we're in connection to our skills, our strengths. Mm-hmm our passions, 
right? Right. And who we want to serve. That gives us comfort when we know those things. It actually gives us confidence too. So I call that the power zone. There's nothing wrong with the comfort zone. It is full of power. It is full of energy. It is full of motivation. It is full of no weakness. It is not a lazy place. It's comfortable and it expands. We love to do more of what we love to do. So it doesn't stay stagnant. It keeps growing if we give it the attention it deserves to grow, right? This this is making sense now, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when we know what to do, we can get out and actually do it. We can actually go serve other people because we're no longer trying to fix something in ourselves that makes us not want to get out of our comfort zone. Mm. To me, it's the most logical thing in the world. Oh, love that. Which is, it's so interesting because one of the things that I've said for the longest time, because, you know, with the, the theme of the podcast being badass and, you know, there were people who were scared that I was going to like freak people out, the potential clients from wanting to do business with me. And I, and I've said from day one, the, the podcast is meant to attract the right people to me, the right people who look at that, look at my, my cover art, who look at the title of the the podcast and go, yeah, that. But I also said, it's going to repel anybody who isn't willing to step outside their comfort zone because podcasting is such a, listening to podcasts is such a private thing. Nobody knows what you're listening to. Nobody knows, right? Right. And so if you can't, if somebody cannot even step outside their comfort zone to, to listen to something that is outside, but really it's, it wasn't about their comfort zone. It was, we're not aligned. That's right. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's somebody who resonates with being a badass is in their comfort zone. You, you created mm-hmm. a space for people who resonate with that to get to know a community of people and to learn how to be more badass. Just keep expanding that zone. People who that is uncomfortable for, it's just not in there. It's not a part of their alignment. And then there'll be people who will say, but I want to learn. Okay, then it's just gently beyond your current comfort zone boundary, but it's not to the point where it's going to break you. And that's how many times have we heard people say they're at the breaking point. The breaking point is when your comfort zone is stretched just like a rubber band too far. Yeah. And you know darn well anything more, you're going to fall your fall apart. Mm. Yeah. No, I I think that's definitely true and I think that's part of what too ends up happening to these 90% of people who are in and out of the industry in 5 years or less because they were pushed whether in truth or just in their heads, right? By whether it was their upline or their uplines upline or the training that was presented at one time or another to go too far outside of their comfort zone. It exactly. So I I wrote an ebook called Leaders Create Leaders Not Followers. And if anybody wants it, I'd be happy to send it over to you. Oh, fantastic. And it's all about how do we ask questions of our team members to be able to identify what is comfortable for them mm. to do. 
and start there and let them be successful rather than what most team leaders do, which is this is how I'm successful. So this is how you have to be successful. So this is what you have to do. And then they wonder why their team ghosts them, why their team never volunteers to do anything. And then, you know, the resentment starts. And I'm doing all of it myself. Why am I doing all of it myself? Don't you all care? It's like, well, if we were you, we wouldn't be doing that, but we're not you, right? right? And it's just how many times has this been replicated over and over again? We, we, I don't believe in duplication at all because mm-hmm. very few people are who I am. If there's anybody who's, you know, we talk about how unique we all are. Yeah. So yeah, you can create a system where, here, send this email, share this graphic, speak from the script, and it's only going to sound genuine from the person who created it, right? Right, Jenny? Yes. That's, that's it. Yes. Okay. Most people are not Meryl Street to the point where they can take someone else's script and make it their own. Mm-hmm. And so they come across as stilted, cardboard, bull, you know, billboards. They stop being a human being and then they wonder why nobody wants to engage with them because nobody wants to engage with a robot. Mm. That's why. Which is so appropriate because, you know, you said earlier, sales is the only place where we can't replace it with AI, right? That's right. Nobody wants a robot. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, yes, to bring me my slippers, to make me a cup of tea, maybe. But when the role that's why I say to you, being a salesperson Mm -hmm. is as noble a profession as a doctor, a nurse, a chiropractor, Mm -hmm. a physical therapist. Okay. And I'm going to explain why. They all have people who come to them with a problem, wanting a solution, right? Doctors, nurses, chiropractors, physical therapists, they're known for being the people, even, even first responders, right? Somebody's got a problem. They seek those people out knowing they're going to get their problem solved. Right. Well, salespeople diagnose problems. Salespeople have solutions. But you know, very few people seek them out because we've created PTSD oh. for people. True. We have. There is sales PTSD. Why would I put myself knowingly in front of a salesperson who is immediately going to pitch me a product instead of diagnosing me? Right. Right? So we hear all these complaints all the time now about doctors. Doctors have really, they've taken a hit in their reputation because so many doctors were starting to do that. Like you, they're with you for two minutes and then they prescribe a prescription. That's what people say is, how do you know what I need? You, you didn't even spend enough time with me. Yeah. Okay. But they still aren't sold that they're spammy. Yeah. But, but that is the definition. HubSpot did a, a study, a very complete study about the sales profession and the number one term that people associate with sales and salespeople is spammy. Oh, 
Very true. Especially especially on social media and, and in emails, right? It's seen, unfortunately, because that's what most are being trained to do. It's, it is the average of um, get out there, pitch. Anybody who responds, those are the people you're going to be friends with. Now, there mm-hmm. is a growing trend. It's been around for a number of years now, and it's just finally, I think, reaching mass proportions that I talk about it in my book, Selling from Your Comfort Zone, which is the, the no-like-trust model. Mm-hmm. Rather than, and no is K-N-O-W, rather than the go for no and O approach. Right. So no like trust. You've probably have people here who have talked about it. Oh, yeah. Is we get to know people first, but we know we've got our products. We don't need to tell them about our products to start with. Mm-hmm. We treat them like human beings. We get to know somebody. Tell mm-hmm. me about you. Why did you become a realtor? Mm-hmm. Why are you in this group where we're talking about gut health? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or why are you in this group where we're talking about currency trading or whatever? Why are you here? What did you join the group for? Right. Like there's a normal kind of question. It's like attending a party. How do you know the host? Mm. Right. How many times have you met somebody at a party? And the first question is, so how do you know the host? Oh, yeah. Tons. <laughs> a normal human question. Yeah. People will respond to that. They'll reciprocate and ask, so how do you know the host? Or so why are you in the group? Right. Okay. Now when we respond, what we want to respond is what we're up to in the world, not what are we selling, mm. but what are we up to in the world? For example. I'm here. Let's say it was a gut health group. Well, I joined because I'm all about helping the world understand the importance of gut health. That's why I joined. Mm-hmm. Right? Or I'm all about helping people get the financial literacy that they weren't taught in school. Mm. I, I st- I'm not talking about my company yet, not talking about my products yet. I'm talking about my purpose, my passion, my mission, my values. That's a normal conversation. Yeah. So the person says, well, me too. Okay, now we have a point of connection. And then the normal thing would be to say to the person, so tell me, what do you do? If you can't tell from their profile, I always say check their profile first. Right. But if you can't check, if you can't tell from their profile, the next normal question is, so what do you do in the world? And they're going to tell you. And then the reciprocal question is going to be, yeah, what about you? What do you do in the world? Because most people do not check personal profiles to find that out. Then I can say, I represent a line of X, or I have an educational program to help people with financial literacy, or I have. That would be the normal progression mm-hmm. of someone getting to know us, getting to like us and engage with us. Yeah. And if they then say, well, I could use that, Mm -hmm. or how do you do that? Or I know somebody who'd be interested in that. The question isn't answered immediately with, or if that's a, I say that's a question. They're asking for more information. I don't then drop a link over to them. 
I ask, why is that of interest to you? Or why do you think that would be interest to your sister? And still engaging right. to the point where they're now going, why is, why is she not giving me the information? It just happened to me. Right. Is this okay? I'm yeah. going on. Yeah. Come, literally yeah. just happened to me. Somebody, I was having dialogue with somebody. They just started a new network mark in network marketing newly. And I had looked at their personal page. And of course, they're putting all sorts of billboards for it all over their page. Mm-hmm. I said, I see that you are starting a new venture. Do you know about these extensions for Facebook that will help you be able to build your audience faster? That's what I said. That was the question. Do you know about mm-hmm. And she wrote back and said, no, I don't. What are they? And I said, would you like me to share with you where you can learn about them? Yes. No, so I didn't just give the link. Yes, I would. So I gave her a link to an overview, a very quick overview, and said, here's what I use Mm -hmm. them for. And she wrote back and said, there's no pricing here. Don't you find that weird? I said, no, I don't find that weird at all. You just asked what they were. Yeah. I gave you the information about what they were. Like, why would I tell you the price until Mm -hmm. I know you're interested? Right. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And she said, I said, if you'd like me to tell you the price, I can. It starts at free and then it goes up from there based upon the number of extensions you're using. But is, I can tell from her response that is not what she was taught to do. Right. Exactly. Get the link out there. Get the link out there. Get the link out there. Get people to buy, 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 buy. Right. And especially when someone is expecting to be sold, they are looking for that price tag. Yeah. You know? So they can dismiss it. So they can mm-hmm. say, Oh, okay, this looks very nice. And I've got the money right now, right? Mm-hmm. Or they they expect the link to the whole website. Oh, I haven't got time to look at it right now. Like those, those are two very quote unquote nice responses mm-hmm. that are actually no's. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then the word top, so check back with them. Okay, good. You've got an opening. Check back with, no, you don't have an opening. That is not an opening. That is somebody shutting us down and going, Okay, you had your moment to send me your stuff. We're done now. Yeah. And you check back and see people are still nice. So you check back and go, did you get a chance to look at it? No, I've been busy. I had this and I had that. Or, okay, is it better for us to talk about it? No, things are still tight. You know, think financially tight. I don't know when it will be. Those are the kinds of questions Mm -hmm. or, or answers we get, excuse me, to the questions. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that having those kinds of responses over and over and over again is what then drives people out of the industry is because they're hearing all of those NOs that are giving them that that psychological hit. So, oh, man, Stacy, this is so good. <laughs> so good. Well, I feel like I'm being so negative and I, I, I'm speaking to the pain that I know that is out there in our industry. Right. No, and I I agree. And that's that's the what I'm really trying to help with through the podcast and through what I'm doing and I know through what you're doing is to reach these people to give them hope that this is doable, that this is possible because you know, if I can do it, I am no different than anybody else. I'm no right. different. Like I put my pants on the same way y'all do in the morning, laying down on my bed, sucking in my gut, zipping them up. 
<laughs> just kidding. Yeah. I'm working on that. No, it, that, that was a joke. But That's it, a, well, I'm not. It wasn't a joke for me. Yes, I right. am. Okay. Right. Same way. Um, but we we do, you know, we're all human. We all start out the same way in the world. We're all born not being able to speak, feed ourselves, or walk. So if I got to the point where I can be successful in business, so can anybody else. Because everything that got me to that success was something, a skill, a, a verbiage, a way of being in the world that I learned. Every single bit of it, because we all started from the same place. So if I can do it, you can do it. If Stacy can do it, you can do it. So that's what I'm putting out there for the world. And Stacy, you you offered the ebook. So yes, I would absolutely love access to the okay. ebook to share with the audience. And we also have here that there is an e-course yes. um, on your website available. Can you tell us a little bit about that gift as well? Well, absolutely. So inside, if folks are thinking, well, Stacy, fine, you told us the problem. How do we fix it? Well, selling from your comfort zone, the book gives you the full details and a step-by-step. Mm-hmm. And I took the book and made a condensed video, which gives you the what I call the eight step to the sale. Mm-hmm. So from the very beginning of what am I passionate about, each of us asking that question. Mm-hmm. And then what do I want to teach people about? They'll notice and say, what what products do I want to sell? You, you will not ever hear me ask you, what products do you want to sell? I will always say, what's your passion? What do you love to talk to people about? Then go find something to sell that's connected to that. Yes. Yes. So those are the first two steps. Third step is how do you introduce yourself in a way that does not diminish you or have people dismiss you. So the minute you say, I represent, mm-hmm. I'm a coach, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a realtor, I'm an insurance agent, I promise you, the minute you give yourself a label, people dismiss us. Yeah. When you can give people your brand, what you're up to in the world. So I teach you how to do that. This all in the eight steps to a sale. Mm-hmm. I teach you how to create a lead magnet, something for free that would be valuable. Not not a if you buy my product, you get a free sample. No, that's that's <laughs> not a lead magnet. And it isn't valuable until somebody decides that what you're selling is valuable. Right. Then how do you put forth what you're selling in a way that makes it easy for people to say yes? Then where do you go meet the people who are going to say yes? And then, I, Jenny, I'm going to tell you, step seven is the one that most folks never even think about, mm-hmm. but it's the one that holds them back. And if every team leader, every team leader knew this and had this conversation with their new team members, they would see a complete shift in their ability to Uh, for their team member to be successful, that it has to do with not treating your prospects like your parents. I explain that Mm. fully in the eight steps to a sale. And then lastly, how do you make an offer in 15 minutes or less? Because if you've done every other step, you've got somebody on a Zoom call with you. And what most people do is they talk themselves right out of a sale. Literally, yes, they just keep talking Mm -hmm. and make it all about them. 
and not about the person in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then the person doesn't wind up by you. And if you stick to you, it's not a script. It's a format of plugging in. So I tell you what to plug in about yourself. You, you, It's like a done with you template yeah. where I give you the structure. You plug in your stuff at the end of 15 minutes. If they're the right person, you will have a sale. Oh, I love it. And a long-term customer or client. Right. Because you've taken them through the process. You've walked them down the aisle. <laughs> That's exactly it. There's no begging. There's no pitching. It is diagnosing the problem and then offering a solution and no mm. more. The, uh, I'm just going to give a little clue here. Right. We may get incentivized to sell starter kit. Right. That's for us. That's not for the customer. I would rather have, let's not say I'm selling oils. Mm -hmm. I would rather know that one oil is going to solve the problem more likely than any other Mm -hmm. and have the person buy that one, love it, and then come back forever and ever and ever. And yes, I may have missed out on that extra $20 for selling the dang kit. Then if that's all the person needed, mm-hmm. why would I overwhelm them with more than what they need? Right. Oh, I love this. Yes, absolutely. So, badass crew, you know that the link to this uh to this is in the show notes. If this somehow is your first time listening to the show, maybe you've never listened to any podcast before, but somehow you found this one and you're listening for the very first time and you're like, I want access to this. How do I find it? It's in the show notes. How do you get to the show notes? Click on today's episode. As long as you're not driving, (laughs) (laughs) click on today's episode, scroll beneath Stacy's picture and you will see the link there for the ebook. You'll see the link to the eight steps Uh, video that she just talked about. So you will have that information and you can go for the yes using Stacy's process. Now, Stacy, if after all of this, somebody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for uh, my badass crew to reach out to you? Well, I hope they do because I have a fun group on Facebook called Fans of Selling from Your Comfort Zone, where I share a daily tip every day. So that's one way. If you're on Facebook, let me say it slower. Fans of Selling from Your Comfort Zone. It's a group. You can find it. And I can also tell you my website where you're getting the course. If you're Mm going to go to the e-course for free, right there, all my social links are at the bottom of each page. So you can connect with me there. Um, Perfect. Easy. Easy peasy. Love it. Oh, I I say that phrase all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Stacey, this has been Phenomenal. I I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to share this information with my audience because I know that this is going to change some lives because you and I are aligned in that we believe that sales is a noble profession because without sales, the whole world stops. I mean, the whole business world stops. So we are solving problems. And I so thank you for sharing this with everybody. It has been a joy. Thank you for your questions. Thanks for letting me be on my soapbox. I am on a mission to change 
our profession, I the next time HubSpot does a study, I want the word next to sales be noble or desired or beneficial, right? Right. And not spammy. Yeah. Let's let's go all change that together. Let's I mean, because that's really what it's going to take to shift that mindset is a massive movement towards the nobility of sales. So thank you again, Stacey. This has been absolutely phenomenal. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.